0: It's episode six. Oh my gosh! Episode six of First Draft That Glow, featuring me, Avon. Um, real quick because I like <laughs> I've been spending a lot of time in my openers, um, just you know, kind of talking at you before I even get to the story. Um, I'll I'll try to make it a bit more succinct from here on out. Um. Yeah, I've been really enjoying this project, and I want to thank everybody who has watched and, um, you know, sent, like, happy comments. Yeah, it it just means a lot. And I also realized that I need to make it a bit more clear that these stories are not connected. Um, This story, in fact, is a superhero story. Absolutely different from all the others. Uh, So, you know, we're we're doing something new we're doing something fresh we're trying to keep it um you know groovy um but yeah so i asked uh somebody to uh provide me with uh, you know some random words and from those words i chose the title and i knew i wanted to do a superhero story so here we go all right are you are you ready I don't know I think I'm ready maybe if my glasses weren't so smudgy you know it's because I use olive cream in my hair when I uh, when I do stuff Um, and yeah my hair is like doing a thing I don't really understand it anymore like uh, I feel like Morpheus except it does it's too long (laughs) yeah uh, well, what's happening here? Fuck it. Um, yeah, so, you know, I, I put my glasses on my head since I use olive cream instead of like gel or mousse, or do people still use mousse? Huh, maybe I'll look into that. Anyways. <laughs> I'm not sure why I do that still. Uh, maybe I should stop that. Tell me what you think in the comments below. Oh, and like and subscribe the more subscribers I have the the Better the chance that I'll get some exposure here um, and You know if if I can do this full-time and if I can like, you know just write stories for y'all all the better because you know, I'd love doing that for a living or if you know You work for a TV show and you just need somebody that can churn out an idea like that. I'm your girl. All right. So here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'll stop messing with you. All right. Here we go. This is Transistor Landscape. A first draft at glow story featuring me. Avon. Well, you know, I just realized is her her name isn't this, so <laughs> it was thrown off. <laughs> what a wonderful way to start. <sighs> okay. We'll start again. Um <laughs> this is why we're here, right? I mean, I kind of proofread it, but you know, I I try to not like edit too much because you know that that would defeat the purpose of this. All right, transistor landscape, the first draft set glow story, featuring me, hey, Avon. Sonia counted a dozen people in the room. That was twelve too many. This all started out as a simple conversation with her agent, and now, well. She was gonna be labeled a villain, a criminal with powers, a woman that was already a lesbian and divorced three times. It was not a reputation women could live down easily. It pissed her off. The movie roles and modeling jobs were drying up and the last divorce had taken more money than she expected. The main problem was that she was able to control subtle energy exchanges. Sometimes when she was angry, The people around her would get headaches and sometimes feel as if a low-charge wire was touching them in their eyes. When she was focusing, she could disrupt the balance and vision of targets she wanted to affect. When angry, it just happened. That is why the first marriage ended. It was not common for her to lose her temper, but her first wife was just a handful, and petty made arguments out of the inanest things. Her suing for abuse was held up. The second wife was aware, and had agreed in the presence of a marriage party that the powers were sometimes not fully in control. The judge did not think this was sufficient, and another abuse case lost. The last marriage, she signed a wave. (laughs) the last marriage, She made her partner sign a waiver stating that they understood that anger and nightmares could result in uncontrolled use of said powers and cause discomfort and sometimes pain. The judge in that case decided that it was not a justifiable contract resulting in the position she was in now. The press called her Transistor when they were not using her actual name of Sonia Price. The way she used her powers in a simple Way was like transistors she supposed she never really understood it you know the science behind what she did as much as she just did it pulling the electrical events out of sync or making them more intense in other people she could make people pass out go blind for a time or have a pulmonary event she discovered there were more interesting things she could do when it came to sex and almost killed the nervous system of her second girlfriend not something she practiced much, but it stopped a few overly aggressive boys and some men over the years. Her agent was one of the people in the room with her. Crying, Sonia had lost control and everyone in the conference room blacked out and woke up with no sight, some of them puking as well. She, it was out of control. She knew that one of the powered police force was going to come and see what was going on. They were gonna put her in a cell and lock her away. She knew that's what was gonna happen. Okay, she says with her stage voice. I'm sorry I blinded all of you. You all know what happens when I get angry and upset. I should have just taken extra meds before meds because uh, Jess did warn me this would be one of those days. Looking around the room, she sees people trying to find their cell phones and. Find the conference room door. I am so sorry. I have your phones. I didn't want any of you to puke on them or break them. A few of the voices in the room complained and yelled to be treated better. Until the crisp until the crisp voice of Jess rang over them. Shut the fuck up. Standing with an obvious lack of vision, as her hands waved around waist level, finding the table, then a chair and sitting. <clears throat> She grabs her right wrist, finding her watch face, tapping it twice, one dose and review. Her body stiffens, then relaxes. The watch rings a soft tone, followed by three bells, opening her eyes with a flutter, taking a deep breath. Okay, Sonia, damage control. One of the voices in the room rose above the cacophony. She just blinded the entire board. She needs to be put away. Jess stands, <clears throat> checking that there was nothing. Excuse me. Just stands, checking that there was nothing amiss with her clothing as she spoke. All of you have NDAs and signed extensive paperwork that prevents you from saying anything like that to anyone outside of the room. The next one of you that speaks, I will send to the basement and the world will forget about you, even your fucking family. The silence was near total, save a few gagging and crying as they realized they were covered in vomit or had just crawled through some of it. A few whimpers of acknowledgement and agreeing followed. Sonya had often wondered how the company kept so many powered people so safe. This was the first time she saw Jess act the way a comic book gang boss would act. The The things she did with her watch also very much a surprise. Just walked around the table avoiding the flailing arms and flopping bodies of the people to get to Sonia. Transistor, I understand all of this is nothing you wanted to hear. It has to be the worst thing to hear your home and the rest of your fortune has been granted to your ex-wife. I'm also very sad that your next movie role and reoccurring role casting on TV has been cancelled. But... The silver lining is that those contract terminations grant you a few million your ex-wives have no claim to and will afford you some time as we try to find a way to make you more money. Sonia looks around the room. But this, this kind of thing gets people like me locked up for good or sent to the military or worse. Jess wraps her arm around Sonia's shoulders. Listen girl, we know what we're doing here. It is why your mom signed you up with us when your power set started to manifest. We have always been the agency for the most dangerous and powerful of the powered. We have been the people behind the gods of the past and the super beings of this and the next stage. Jess, you are, I mean, you've always been really, been, you've always been really good to me. I love you like a sister. The line she creates on her face deepen as she pauses looking around the room. This is worse than it's been since I was 20. Powered my age to not get a free pass on this kind of thing. Not to mention the three ex-wives that have abuse cases, they all won against me. Jess smiles large. Listen, the enforcement is going to be here soon. You just sit down and I will be the one talking to them. If you want, you can go to my office and take a nap. Sonia nods, looking over the room again. I'm so sorry about this, I really am. I'll make this right somehow. Jess pushes Sonia out of the room, locking the heavy oak st- oak and steel door. Sonia hears loud voices and assumes that Jess is chastising the board for saying anything. She finds a blanket in one of the cabinets in Jess's office and lays down on one of the plush sofas in the office that live it. <laughs> <laughs> She finds a blanket in one of the cabinets in Jess's office and lays down on one of the plush sofas that could easily double as an apartment. The voice of a burly man wakes Sonia up. And it was at this time she blinded and disabled the room and they started vomiting and crying? Yes, we had to tell Sonia that her wealth and jobs were gone for the time being and she had a reaction that she admitted was wrong, and she apologized for not taking suppressants before coming in. The calm and even voice of Jess replies. It looks like Transistor is awake, the burly voice somehow alarming Sonia into sitting up. Call me Sonia, please. I never quite got used to the handle people gave me. Smiling wide, showing large slightly pointed teeth and gleaming dark eyes through hair and a beard impossibly shiny and perfect. Well, good afternoon, Sonia. I'm Cadmus, enforcement agent of the downtown district and assigned to this case. My personal powers cancel all genetic-based abilities that transcend human norms, as well as having strength and nearly impossible to hurt. I also have a limited ability to levitate, but that one's more just something I do at bars. He winks and looks to Jess as he chuckles, falling silent when neither of the women seem to smile. Do you feel as if you are a continued threat to anyone here or yourself? His face looking serious as he pops the stylus out of the e-paper pad. No, Sonia says flatly. Why did they send a sponge to fetch me? Am I to be arrested? Jess quickly moves to sit next to Sonia before Cadmus can speak. She hugs Sonia tight and whispers into her ear. This guy is not interested in taking you from what I can tell. He's just a fan of yours. Jess sits back with her arm remaining on Sonya's shoulders. Looking shyly, Sonya... Sonya looks shyly to Jess before addressing Cadmus. Well? Cadmus pretends to cough. Well, I'm supposed to judge if you appear hostile and gauge the damage you have done. Each of the people involved refused to provide a statement citing some NDA and client rights. As you are not recorded as having mind control, I have to assume that this is all something they agreed to prior. I'm also not allowed to look at the room. So, all I have is talking to you. Uh, Well, what if I am hostile? Sonia snaps. I didn't read that right. What if I am hostile? Sonia snaps. Cadmus smiles, showing a slight blush in his brown skin. Well, gosh, I know you have uh, spice to your basic personality. I watched you on that reality show before you married your second wife. My husband and I thought your reaction to that card game loss was perfect. Well, that asshole was using time powers to cheat. Sonia sits up rigid. Making him puke like that was mild compared to what I wanted to do. Oh, I know. <clears throat> oh, I know. My husband thought the show cut around you doing more to him, Cadmus says with a soft laugh hidden in his words. No, they had us all on mild suppression for safety. Normally when I get angry, all the people around me are affected. Cadmus writes a few things down. Do you believe you are experiencing additional stress from your divorce and learning the court sided with your ex-wife? Do you <clears throat> Hold on <laughs> I skipped a page? <laughs> it's why we're here. It's why we're here. It's why we're here. Do you believe you are experiencing additional stress from your divorce and learning the court sided with your ex-wife? Do you feel these count as enough strikes against you to warrant training or permanent suppression? Sonia turns paper white. just stands between them. You said that you were just going to ask some questions and leave. Well, yes, you, you must understand that she has more events in her record than anyone else her age and power level without having been put through training or any kind of suppression, Cadmus writes as he speaks. I need to make a judgment call on if I should take her in or not. I would never have let you see her if you were honest, Jess lowers her voice. Cadmus looks Jess over. You would have not had the right to deny me, nor would be able to stop me. I'm a, I've am allowed you to stay because of how close you two appear to be. He starts to speak again, before obviously changing his mind. His face twists a little before saying... Are you two dating? Sonia turns bright red and Jess yells, What in the actual fuck is wrong with you? I have to ask you understand. Cadmus is continuing to take notes without looking at either of them. So, uh, are you two in a relationship of a sexual nature? If so, did it contribute to the divorce? Or what has happened today? I, Sonia unable to pair words, tries a few times. Jess hugs Sonia, saying, it's okay. Looking up to the enforcement agent, a tone enters Jess's voice Sonia has not heard before. I suggest you back the fuck up on this line of questioning. This firm has enough clout to get you sent to a place without gravity if you keep this up. Cadmus smiles wide. That is why I was sent. Jess, looking confused, steps back, reaching behind herself to clasp w- one of Sonia's hands. What? Well, you see, we have to make a a showing. Well, you see, we have to make a showing. uh, Publicity. We have to make a showing publicly. In cases like this, it was decided before I was dispatched that she was going to be taken in and sent for training and deployment. She is quite unreliable in the company of humans and without a regulator. Uh, implant his delivery as dry as the mouths of both Jess and Sonia you know that. I hope that made sense the moments that pass feel like they could have contained entire years Jess slumps down next to Sonia with a look of shock matching Sonia's they look at each other and Jess frowns Sonia manages to speak just above a whisper so I'm going to be Chipped and trained like a dog? Cadmus stops writing before looking up. Look, I understand the public image of the government's program involving the powered peoples has not historically been great. You have to understand that it is a hard pill to swallow when someone is taken from family and friends and sent to fight to keep those same people safe. Not everyone comes back. Some come back and seem lesser. The world is harsh and is quite unforgiving. Jess holds Sonia's head in her hands. Do you trust me? Sonia nods and starts crying. The next three seconds was impossible both to both Sonia and Cadmus. Jess stood, tore off both of Cadmus's arms, tore off his jaw, and plunged her hand into his chest, pulling out his heart. His eyes opened wide as the yell he was about to manifest was stopped by the removal of the lower half of his face and some of his neck. As she sat down, Jess smiled, her face emitting a wispy smoke highlighted by a pale green glow from her eyes. She smiled much wider as her teeth seemed to grow a little before biting into the heart, the same moment the body of Cadmus hit the floor. Sonia stands as she finds the lack of voice to scream, She looks at the gore of the enforcement officer on the floor and the horror of her agent and friend eating his heart. She fails to talk for a few moments before she manages to say, "You're you're one of the sisters of Tartarus." Jess finishes the heart and begins licking her fingers clean with a serpentine-looking tongue. Yep. Sonia steps back. You, I. You are all supposed to be dead. Jess walks over to her desk. Per- <laughs> Jess walks over to her desk, producing wet wipes, cleaning off her face and hands before taking off her clothing and walking to a wall panel, reve- revealing a closet. Oh well, we did sacrifice many to make you people believe that. I'm just disappointed. I had to reveal myself. The officer's cybernetic eye probably got a scan on me before I tore out the power cell in his jaw. She begins to dress in blue jeans and a t-shirt. I just had to make sure he did not reach for his handgun first. Sitting down and putting on kitten heel kitten heel boots, she glances up to Sonia. See, we need to keep you away from them. Sonia backs up to the office door, reaching behind her, trying to open it. That's locked really tight, Sonia. I am sorry. Just goes to another wall, opening a panel, revealing a full bar. She begins mixing a few drinks. See, I figured this was going to happen when we asked you here. I wish you could have kept it under control enough so that alarm didn't trip. Those fucking things are just so big, brother. Sitting on the opposite side of the room, room from the gore, Sonia collects herself for a moment while Jess makes the various sounds of drink mixing. Tell me, Jess, how did you do that? When he was telling us his abilities, he did mention he, he was nearly impossible to harm, and he canceled out genetic powers. Jess glances a few times as she prepares the glasses and pours the cosmopolitan mix for both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Offering one to Sonia as she sits down. Well, the sisters of Tartarus are not powered like you are. She drains the glass and sets it down. See, we're not actually human. Sonya drains her drink. If you're not human, the Cyber Eyes would detect you like they detect any non human. Jess smiles, showing her teeth again, unsettling Sonya. Ah, but we designed the Cyber Eyes and deployed a sentient program that prevents anyone from finding the concealment code. Only it doesn't stop detection if we actively use our powers, so. I do expect them soon. Sonia walks to the large window looking over the cityscape. Being on the 50th floor with windows that went from floor to ceiling gave her a feeling of near falling when she touched the glass. What is this all about then? Why do you want why did you want to be agents to vain divas like me? What's in it for you? My power set is not that amazing. I wasn't even powerful enough for the Teen Action Force, and they have non-power martial artists and cybernetically enhanced dogs. Sonia, you are special to us for many reasons. We needed you to be in the world, to learn. We love you. Why? Sonia, you're special because you are part of us and part of them. You are the first true hybrid. Sonia looks at Jess unable to see past the smile filled with sharp teeth. I don't believe you. If the sisters were were not human, people would have found out. The conflict the sisters started went for over a thousand years. How did How did nobody find out? None of that matters. All that matters now is um, now now is it is time. All that matters is now it is time to give you something and see if our hard work has paid off or not. I want nothing to do with any of this. You're going to have to kill me because I'll tell anyone what I can. I'll tell them what you are. Sonia quick steps to the office door again, try to force it open. She bangs on the door and then is met with a jolt pushing her back. What the fuck? Oh, well... That's a force shield one of the sisters must have forgotten to put up. Listen, Sonia, you, you won't tell anyone anything because when I give you what you've been missing, everything will make sense. Our name was not simply given to us, it is literally who we are. We were born of chaos and you and will linger long after your kind vanished from this cosmos. We are the workers that assisted the other titans as they shaped the world, and we adapted and changed as the reality of things did. Red-faced and now sweating, Sonia rushes the doors. She's thrown to the other side of the office against the window with a hollow thud and slumps. Oh, would you please just listen? Jess helps Sonia up, dropping, dropping her into the office chair behind the desk. When the world started producing mortals with divine powers, well, we thought them divine. We tried to kill all... When Yeah, let me start over that part because I have no fucking idea what I just read. <laughs> when the world started producing mortals with divine powers, well, we thought them... Kind of divine and that pissed us off so we tried to kill all of you. The various gods were unwilling to punish us but then granted you fools more power to challenge us better. It was a goddamn game to them. Hundreds of thousands of my sisters perished in the first Crusades once your kind started to unify. Oh how maddening it all was. Gaining some agency back Sonia collects herself and tries to shut Jess down. Then she tries to overwhelm her. She stands and pushes from deep within herself to burn out the electrical movements within Jess's mind. She gets lightheaded and slumps back into the chair. Oh, were you trying to use your powers on me? I turned on a dampener, holding up her arm, flashing her watch. This thing is just the tits. The desk phone rings the desk phone ringing stops her as she snatches it before Sonia can as she speaks it's not a language Sonia really or it's not a language Sonia knows she hears distortion in Jess's voice and her laughter and her and her laughing as she talks <laughs> hanging up the phone Jess laughs again okay time to go where are we going olympus Jess says with a smile not been home in 700 years you'll get to see the lab we birthed you in are you telling me the gods of myths are real that you are a primordial entity that is tens of thousands of years old well my oldest sister is about 15 billion years old I'm only about a million no Sonia says as she stands I'm not going anywhere with you Jess starts to laugh You don't have any options. You can't use your powers and... Looking down at her wrist with a confused look, Jess frowns. Sonia, are you... Her wrist makes a popping sound as her right hand falls off. Sonia smiles. I knew I could do it. Now for your brain. Her eyes begin to glow white and her hair is consumed by the same electric sheen. For a moment, Jess looks afraid then closes her eyes and whispers, Finally... Her head and body disintegrate in a flash, with her clothing burning off her body. Bands of solid energy surround her in a toga fashion, settling on her as normal fabric would. Reaching out to the door, a massive burst of blue-white lightning leaves her hand hitting it, blowing it off. The chaos of movement—the chaos of movement and sound—felt like a poem to Sonia. As she walked out of the office, a dozen or more enforcement agents were there firing various munitions. The first barrage was energy that seemed to splat just above her skin and garment. A few of the bursts of energy were large; many of them small, some of them invisible until it hit her shell. They were yells. There were yells of adjustment as the next volley of attacks was solid pellets of various metals. Some webs and nets launched alongside the volley, burning up before reaching her skin. Stop, or all of you will die, her voice feeling as if it was coming from deeper inside her than before. She paused for a moment. Something was at the tip of her thoughts. She had no idea how long they were yelling or how much time they gave her before the first two explosions detonated at her feet. The floor beneath her vanished as she fell. She saw the shadows of people above her and saw trails of small rockets and LED lights blinking on, blinking moments before more explosions opening up the floor again. She continued to fall as the rubble and explosions were just sheets of paper from her skin. She couldn't make sense of how she might be doing this, why they were so aggressive in attacking her. A few more flashes and explosions and she started to see outside of the building and was sliding out to be taken to the ground by gravity. She sees a few nets and splats of color fizzle and burn as she falls. She assumes they're trying to save her from falling out after what felt like an entire long version of Temple of Love. She's in the daylight, facing down, which she assumes is still about 30 floors above the street. Before she can panic, she notices she's not falling. Like she's being held up by something. She looks around, unable to see anything holding her. Am I planking on air? She mutters to herself. With caution, she starts to turn to one side, then the other. Deciding she's safe, she tries to stand as she's at... She tries to stand... As she does, she begins to fly a slight up-angle before leveling out. The speed she reaches makes her scream as she crashes into another skyscraper and rolls to a stop at the feet of a weightlifter. Hi! If you could just give me a moment, I need to set this down and then I can help you out. He steps back carefully, slowly turning around and cautiously setting the weights down. There. Are you okay? Reaching down, offering his hand sonia my my name is sonia price she says as she reaches up and all of her white energy vanishing she suddenly notices she's nude and she panics hold on the man says as he quickly turns grabbing some of the towels stacked near the weights here you go sonia i'm bert covering herself she takes in the space and notices the empty gem and backs away from bert i i need to go hold on hold on i'm here alone because i pay for that privilege i got sick of people taking pictures of me you're safe here i saw you crash through the wall over there we're 30 floors 35 floors up flying is scary i remember when my son started flying uh, we had to follow that asshole to mount hood where the other flyers go to live in that stupid commune the flyers and the telekinetics you know the ones that make things float He smiles. The generations of the past century are beyond me. He sits on a a workout bench and motions to another close by. The press called me the smiling punch until I sued every news source on the planet. Now they just call me Bert. Sonia smiles. I've heard about you. Didn't you retire after you helped push a dozen asteroids into planetary orbit? Yep. We found the rare earth elements and gold rocks, and my unique set of powers made it easy to kick the giant stones out of out for collection. You have to be like 200 years old by now, Bird smiles. 304. The doctors tell me I have another five or 600 years, he frowns. Unfortunately, my son and wife were not as blessed. Oh fuck, I'm sorry. Oh, don't worry, Sonia. He reaches into his duffel bag, offering a neon-colored drink to her, and then fetching one for himself. I know who you are as well. I was just not aware you could... I know who you are as well. Uh, What was it? uh, You're you like a human transistor, right? Altering energy levels and turning them off in people. Drinking the entire container and wiping her mouth with the back of her hand, she glares at Bert. I'm not that big of a deal. But how do you know that? Oh, I consult with the enforcers once a year, make sure our kind is not treated poorly, and your record showed up a few times because of your divorces. Well, I, I need to go. You see, I know about the sisters. The pit in her stomach feels heavy. She begins to feel as if this is a game the gods are playing, making her crash into a space that has someone so connected to her and the most recent experience. That feels wrong. Too convenient. Like a badly written comic book occurrence. I crashed into this building by accident. Did you? Tapping the lobe of his right ear, Sonya notices an earbud and connects the dots. You grabbed me and pulled me here. How did you see me? I don't need to see the person as much as just, will it? These days, I can fix a car in my sleep. Literally. Um, that's terrifying. Oh, don't, don't be afraid. We knew the sisters had made a new human and were keeping an eye on you. Had we known your agent was a sister, we would have extracted you at your home last night. Sonia looks around the gym. Are, are there enforcers going to spill in here to capture me? Bert laughs. Oh, no. We were not trying to capture you. The agents at the building thought it was Jess that was attacking them. They had—had had they known it was you? Uh, but that—that's something that already happened now. I don't understand what's going on. What? What did Jess mean when she said she was a million years old and that I was part sister? We're not really sure about either, but I'm willing to bet they made you with part of the lightning of Jupiter. I'm sorry. What? Yep, you're probably part divine weapon and part human. That is going to come in real handy in about 30 seconds. Well, what happens in 30 seconds? Pointing to his ear again. Seems like the sisters are on the way. Oh no, oh no. Sonia shakes her head as she starts to cry. Bert remains still. Sonia, you're going to have to fight them. I'll help you, but you're likely the only one that can challenge them with any real success. Okay, but... She stumbles with her words as the floor shakes and chunks of the building is vaporized. Bert shoots straight up as Sonya begins to glow again. Just beyond the opening... Just beyond the opening... (laughs) Ah, Today's not my day for reading. I mean... Alright, just beyond the opening in the building, a dozen or more floating people with green glowing eyes and long tongues gleaming, reflecting the sick light. Sonya stands firmly as a group of the sisters rush at her like bullets. Something within her screams as she makes fists, lowering them to her sides as she moves to her sides. There's a period there as she moves a white bubble forms around her stopping each of the feral attackers at its surface they claw and tear at it as she crosses her fists on her chest the bubble turns a bright blue the sisters try to pull away and find they are snared and start to yell and scream just beyond the burning figure she sees the rest of the sisters looking nervously at each other just as one of the sisters begins smashing into some of the others like an invisible hand of a child, another group flies... Just as one of the sisters begins smashing into some of the others like an invisible hand of a child, playing with toys, another group flies towards Sonia with blades in which she thinks are crossbows. The first few stop short of the bubble. As, as it finishes off the first wave, the one... I don't know what I just wrote there. The ones with crossbows hold back and start firing. Sonya notices the bolts are stone and seem to stick in the shield. They do not burn or fade. The others that are closer brandish stone swords and begin hacking at the bubble. Each blow, each bolt, she begins to feel. As if it was somebody knocking at her skull. It peppered her mind and her focus. The sounds of the blows and the vibrations start to overwhelm her. She covers her ears, closes her eyes. She tries to think past the pain. All of it, suddenly think past the pain, all of it is causing. Her heart feels a swell as she opens her eyes, releasing bolts of lightning that dissolve some of the attackers. They all pause for a moment and look to each other as a few of them take notice of the comical scene just outside of an invisible hand smashing the others together over and over. Sonya feels a coolness around her as the smell of rain fills her nose and mind. Beneath her a thick layer of cloud forms lifting her slightly. The sisters get a panicked look as each of them begin to glow brighter green from... As each of them begin to glow brighter brighter green from their eyes. One of them yells something Sonia can't make out clearly. Within her mind, she hears Bert, they're calling you the true daughter of Zeus. She feels his amusement and his laughter. Moments pass for Sonia as she simply decides the battle is over and demands that chaos reclaim the troublesome children that are pestering her. Just as she forms the thought, they all burn brightly from the inside, a bright green before vanishing with little flitters of ash floating in the wind. Sonya looks at herself in one of the gym mirrors and sees a crown of light and a robe of shimmering gold. She decides that's a bit dated, and the entire look shifts into a modified version of one of her favorite dresses with combat boots. No crown. All in the same white gold color scheme. The cloud changes to a platform with a chair. She sits. Bert flies back into the gem space, stopping just in front of Sonya's platform. Well, looks like you have a grip on your powers now. Sonia nods. They said they were there were more of them on Olympus. Yeah. They said they set up on Mars about a thousand years ago, I think. Can we go fuck them up? Bert laughs. Sonia I was looking forward to trying to convince you to help, and I had speeches and a tour already, just like those comic books. Sonya laughs. Fuck the hero's journey. We're gods. Let's go kill the children of chaos. That is, um, that's my attempt at a superhero story. Um, I will admit that I had some trouble getting started on this one. I am proud of this just like I'm proud of all of my stories Um, I uh, started not having a clear vision a lot of my stories I have a much clearer kind of sense of where everything's going but once Sonia started talking to me it became pretty easy and her uh, being snagged by Burt and pulled into the gym for the extra like fight scene kind of thing. Um, I was really trying to avoid a lot of superhero tropes. Um, and I think I kind of ended up doing some of them. I don't know. I read lots of comic books and I'm probably uh, uh, aping some stories in some way. Um, I'm not even really sure if the character names or anything that I chose, uh, are used by anybody. I mean, there's so many different, uh, comic book stories out there these days. It's just really hard to, to know what is being used and what's, like, accessible. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it, it, it's just writing. And if you know if if you think I took this idea from somebody else you know I didn't (laughs) I don't I don't really have uh, any interest in uh, you know stealing ideas I can come up with shit on my own Um, because I'm humble anyways I want to thank you so much for joining me for this episode of first drafts that glow it, it you know uh, transistor landscape. Um, yeah, you know, I I I definitely want to try another superhero story. Um, I also just really want to you know practice a bit more in you know just kind of reading since I mean I am doing these without rehearsal and everything. I'm trying to just keep it all friendly between us because you're so cute um but yeah just i super appreciate you coming to check this out like and subscribe comment below tell me what you think even if it's just telling me how terrible i am you know tell your friends um if it's you know not too uh you know mouthy with some of my language you know maybe it'd be a good family night if your kids are teens Um, might be a little too spicy for, or gory for, you know, somebody under the age of 15. But, I mean, you'd be surprised what kind of comics kids are reading. Like, if they're reading any Alan Moore, they've, they've encountered worse. But, and, and, like, even Batman Eternal, like, I had never read that before. Oh my god, that is intense. That story with Mother and Harper, oof. I mean, there's just so many comics to read, so it takes me a while sometimes to get to something, but Harper Rowe, (laughs) she can get some. Anyways. (laughs) Um, Hi, Bluebird, holler. Uh... (laughs) Okay, I'm fangirling out over here. Um, Again, I love you so much for joining me, Um, you know, join us next week for our next episode, I haven't quite decided what I'm going to do for that one, but you know, I'm pretty sure it's going to be wild and crazy, Um, I I might dive back into some sci-fi because that just, I could throw out a sci-fi story daily, but then I might get burnout, so. Okay. Hey.